You know, there's been a lot of talking going on ever since Jaden Rashada announced Miami. Well, Jaden came out to shoot down the rumors. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricane, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, including pregame and postgame for Miami Hurricanes football. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I'm still pumped a couple days after Jaden Rashada's announcement, and I think it's the start of things to come. I refer to it as a recruiting avalanche that Rashada is starting, and that could very well continue tonight. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So if you've been on college football Twitter for the last couple of days, you've seen a lot of noise about Jaden Rashada picking Miami. Why did he pick Miami? You had that on three report that claimed he had an $11 million NIL bid from Florida and he had a nine and a half million dollar NIL bid to play for Miami. And he took the nine and a half million dollar bid and all that. First thing I'm going to say on it, guys, um, I've done some digging on this and I have been told those numbers, nine and a half million, 11 million, ludicrous. It's complete fantasy. Yeah, he's a high profile quarterback. And in today's landscape of name, image, and likeness, yeah, I'm sure Jaden Rashada is going to make good NIL money, right? As he would anywhere, whether it's Miami, Ole Miss, Florida. Texas A&M, LSU, wherever he had committed, he'd be making big NIL money. Like it or not, that's just reality, right? I'm not I'm not here to debate the morality of NIL and whether it's ruining college football and all. We could have that debate another time. Uh, he would be making big NIL money anywhere he went. But the nine and a half million thing, the 11 million, it, it's it's fantasy. It's it's not real. I have been told. Uh, and one of the funny things about the the way that fans are bantering about it, obviously, Florida fans are disappointed that they didn't land him, that they keep missing on quarterbacks, Jaden Rashada being the most recent miss. And about a week and a half ago, they thought they were getting Rashada. Then he pushed back his commitment, had a great visit to Miami, commits to Miami. So you see a lot of Gator fans flapping their gums about, Oh, he he took the money to go play at Miami. So, okay, you're basing that on the on three report. The same report said your boosters outbid Miami's NIL, and he still went to Miami for less money. So I don't understand where you guys specifically are getting the ammunition. So you're saying he did it for the money, Yet your collective supposedly offered him even more money and he didn't take it. So the, the whole thing is a mess. And the bottom line is, I do feel, and I, listen, being famous and being so highly touted and, and such a promising quarterback prospect, 
obviously this kind of stuff just comes with the territory when you're as high profile of an athlete as Jaden Rashada. Some people are going to be mad. Some people are going to talk trash. You're going to have to deal with negativity. You know, he wants to be an NFL quarterback someday. You're going to have to deal with scrutiny and negativity. It's going to happen. And some of it is going to be ridiculous. So this is just something you know, he's a 17 year old kid. He's going to have to learn to deal with this, but I feel really bad that the young man just makes probably the biggest decision of his life to this point. And a lot of people just don't want to let him enjoy it and are going to question his motives for making that decision. Only God, Jaden Rashada, and Jaden's family know exactly why he made the decision, what was in his heart, what he enjoyed about Miami compared to other schools. And for anyone else out there to flap their gums and make assumptions about it, it's really not fair. Uh, he's a Miami verbal commit. He's still got to sign his letter of intent. So it's not a slam dunk just yet, but he's a Miami verbal commit. Let Jaden Rashada enjoy his decision and give the man a little bit of peace about it. So he actually came out on Monday night uh, and released a statement. And I, I hope this is the end of it. I hope people can just let this young man live his life, let him play out his senior season uh, at Pittsburgh, California and arrive at Miami in peace. Uh, but he tweeted out the following want to address this as rumors are flying around. He says, any report regarding my commitment to the university of Miami is false. Unless I was interviewed directly. He said, all reports of my decision involving an NIL deal is inaccurate. I would never make a life slash career choice for any monetary value. As I stated in my commitment live on TV, I chose Miami because of the relationship that I have with the coaches, players, and the direction the program is headed. I wish not to address the false reports again, as this is a time I wish to celebrate my college commitment and my commitment to my current team and my teammates as we look forward to our dream of winning a state championship. Uh, at this time, I request no interviews. And then he signed it uh, with all love, Jaden Rashada. So hopefully him saying his piece on it, people just let him live with this, okay? Because again, A, I was told the 9 million, 9.5 million, 11 million, it's completely false, those numbers, like not even close to that, okay? That's number one. And then number two is, I'll say it one more time, none of us can project and understand exactly why he made this decision. Um, he told you it's because of culture, teammates, coaches, and again, he would have gotten big NIL money wherever he went. So let's let's just allow Jaden Rashada to live with this, and let's move on with our lives, and let's move on with recruiting, folks. This is uh, the next month and a half are going to be pivotal as we kind of discover what the next steps are with a bunch of four and five stars set to make their announcements between tonight, Tuesday night, June 28th, and August 20th. And I'm sure other commits will probably announce the dates that they're going to be making their decisions between that point. But I'm looking at a big list and a big calendar of Miami targets, all four and five star players, and when they're going to be making their announcements. And kudos to, I saw a couple of these calendars compiled, our friend Brad Tejeda, who's a frequent guest on this show, and Ty on Twitter, big Canes fan, who's part of our community, uh, sent this to me in a direct message. I thank you so much for that, Ty. And by the way, make sure you follow our show Twitter account, 
at Locked On Canes. We will follow you back. We've been getting a ton of new followers the last couple of days. Welcome aboard. You follow us at Locked On Canes. We will follow back. And you can follow my personal Twitter account as well at Alex Dono. Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. At around 6 o'clock this evening, four-star wide receiver Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph is going to announce Miami Edison Senior High. I feel really good about this one, folks. Um, anyone who listens to this late tonight or early tomorrow morning, if I'm wrong, I'm going to sound like an idiot, but I have I have the utmost, utmost confidence right now, and I will make a prediction that Ray Ray Joseph is going to pick the University of Miami. He decommitted not too long ago from Clemson. Uh, you know, if you go by some of the odds and the crystal balls, he's trending 85% to the Miami Hurricanes, according to 24-7, uh, has multiple crystal balls to Miami, including one from Andrew Ivins from 24-7 Sports, who does an awesome job, one of their lead recruiting analysts. Uh, Ray Ray Joseph made an official visit last weekend. He was one of like the hundreds that were on campus visiting last week. Uh, he was in Miami for Legends Camp weekend. And he and Jaden Rashada are tight, seven-on-seven seven teammates. And that was one of the players that Jaden Rashada has been publicly recruiting on Twitter over the last couple of days. And Ray Ray has talked about how much he'd like to play with Jaden Rashada at the next level. He's a very dangerous slot receiver, an absolute burner, five foot eight, listed 170 pounds. And he's a really good return man as well. This guy could be a game changer. Uh, Ray Ray Joseph, he's making his announcement, you know, around six o'clock on Tuesday night. I say around six o'clock because you never know what sort of, you know, I'm not sure where he's making his announcement, if he's just doing it on a personal stream or what. But, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of fluff that comes before the announcement's made. So around six o'clock on Tuesday night, he's making his announcement. And I'm expecting him to announce the University of Miami. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. And folks, that's going to be a big get. Right. We did an episode yesterday talking about the just the avalanche of momentum that Jaden Rashada is going to create. And I believe the next domino that comes into place, we got we got a question yesterday from a listener. Who do you think the next commitment is going to be? Uh, at the time we had that conversation yesterday, I wasn't sure exactly when Ray Ray would be making his announcement. I found out he's making his announcement tonight. So I think he's going to be the answer to your question. If you're wondering who the next big time commit is going to be, I think it's going to be Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph tonight at around six o'clock. So I look forward to that. And folks, we have a number of other big time players on the list to make their commits over the next couple of weeks, including the best offensive tackle in the country is going to be making an announcement soon. A couple of the best safeties in the country Will they be picking the U? BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, the scores, and BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. I'm on there literally every day, guys, because there is so much information. If you're making sports bets, you want to be armed with the education and the analytics to make the best possible decisions. That's what you get at betonline.net. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, so make sure you subscribe, and we're available free on YouTube. Make sure you hit that thumbs up if you're watching this on YouTube and subscribe to our channel as well. So we mentioned uh, Ray Ray Joseph is announcing his commitment tonight, Tuesday night. I feel really good about that one. Um, Four-star defensive end. Now, he plays both tight end and D-end in high school, but Miami's recruiting him as a defensive end. Jackson Howard is going to be announcing on July 1st. That's this Friday. July 1st is going to be a big day. Now, uh, there are no crystal balls for Howard, period, at this point. Uh, Miami is very much in the mix for him, though. You know, I mentioned in high school, he plays both tight end and defensive end. Miami's recruiting him as a D-end. He projects out better at the next level as a defensive end. I think that's where he has the better outlook. Absolute freakish size and physical abilities. Six foot four, 245, 17 years old. That's immense he's 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 ready to plug and play like right now he's still got another season of high school ball i know joe salavea is putting in a lot of work recruiting him um i imagine jason taylor is probably going to be in that mix as well to maybe convince him to come around uh now here's here's another one that i feel incredibly good about another july 1st announcement coming like cancel all your plans july 1st like july 1st you just want to be on social media just following all the recruiting news okay Four-star tight end, Riley Williams, is going to announce on July 1st. Now, another one. I'm going to go on record predicting Riley Williams is going to commit to Miami. And I don't have to climb too far out on the limb to predict that. It's trending 100% to the Miami Hurricanes on 24-7 sports. He's an IMG Academy product. We see Miami building a nice pipeline to IMG. They're in the mix for a lot of IMG players. They've been getting some good ones recently. Six foot six, 230. Oh my God. Six, six, 230. If he commits, this is going to end up being the single greatest tight end class in Miami history. Talking about one single recruiting class. Because if Riley Williams commits, who would be the highest ranked out of the three, you've already got. Three-star Reed McKeska, three-star Jackson Carver, and I think both of them are probably a little bit better than the three stars would indicate, and they're both really, really big. Uh, six foot five and a half, six foot six, and Riley Williams is six foot six. Guys, if we get this done with Riley Williams, if we can get this one over the finish line, I'm telling you. If there's a re- if there's an award for recruiter of the year, and I think that there, I'm sure there is, uh, Miami tight ends coach Stephen Field, you, you got to give this man some kind of a trophy because he is crushing it, right? He deserves to be talked about on this show every day until eternity because he's already got McKeska, he's already got Jackson Carver, and if you add Riley Williams into that mix, will be an unbelievable three tight end trinity of recruits and commits for the class of 2023. I'm I'm pumped. I think he's going to pick Miami. So another July 1st announcement, a player, uh, I, I've really been high on this guy uh, in recent weeks. We've talked about him a lot on the show. I would love to land him. Four-star athlete, Collins Achampo, plays in Southern California. He's uh, from Ghana. His family moved over here within the last couple of years so he could play basketball. He's discovered, wait, I I'm, could be really good at football. 
He just started playing football. He's already a four-star recruit. Now, Collins Achampo, if you go by the predictions and the crystal balls, he is expected to commit to Michigan. Um, that's who the predictions are coming in for. He did have a, like a lot of other players, had a really nice visit to Miami this past weekend, Legends Camp weekend. Uh, you know, Miami would have to, I guess, defy the odds to to steal him away from the Michigan Wolverines. But Collins Achampo, I'm so excited. The ceiling is unlimited for this guy. Unlimited. Six foot seven, athletic freak, already a four star, just started playing football. You know, he's really got to learn the defensive end position. That's where he's projected to play another edge rusher. And I think Miami's got the coaches to do that. I think they've got the coaches to develop him. And the sky's the limit for this guy. So I hope he picks Miami. Uh, another July 1st announcement. Oh, sorry. This is July 4th, Independence Day. We'll hopefully get some fireworks on that day. Five-star offensive tackle, another IMG Academy player, Francis Maui Goa is going to announce on Independence Day. Miami's very much in the mix, along with some big hitters. Alabama, USC, Florida, Tennessee are in the mix uh, from Maui Yoga or Maui Goa. I want to make sure I say that probably. I, I hope he's not watching this. It's like, that guy mispronounced my name. I'm not coming. No, please, please, please come. Uh, this is another player that Jaden Rashada was personally tweeting to him to recruit him to Miami shortly after Rashada announced his commitment. Um, I don't think there are any crystal balls for him anywhere, but there is some confidence, some confidence from Miami folks about getting this one. And, of course, we know when you've got a former offensive lineman as your head coach who's really into recruiting that position in Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal is one of the hardest working coaches and recruiters out there, Miami's O-line coach. You've got a chance with every blue chip offensive lineman in the country. When you've got Cristobal and Mirabal, you've got a chance at anyone. And uh, and I think Miami uh, Miami folks feel optimistic about this one with Francis Mauigoa. He's the number one ranked offensive tackle in the entire class of 2023. If we can get this one done July 4th, I'm going to be setting off fireworks, man. It's going to be awesome. Um, July 23rd announcement will be for five-star safety, Jonel Aguero out of Massachusetts. Just visited Miami. Again, another Legends Camp visitor. Number two ranked safety in the entire class. Uh, he's been trending to Georgia. I do believe Miami has a shot. Uh, July 23rd, another July 23rd commitment. Now, when you get into the Orlando guys, it gets interesting. There's a lot of good talent in Orlando this year. Four-star offensive tackle, Peyton Kirkland, plays at Dr. Phillips in Orlando. Uh, he does have a crystal ball or two to Miami. I've been told he likes Miami a lot. He does feel some pull to Miami. Feels some pull to Jaden Rashada, another one that Jaden Rashada has been tweeting to. Come to Miami, come play with me. Um, but for Peyton Kirkland, we'll have to see how it plays out because Michigan State is considered to be the favorite for him. Um, and I understand like he's got some family maybe pulling him towards Michigan State. So we'll see how influential Jaden Rashada, Cristobal Mirabal can be in this process because right now maybe Michigan State's the favorite. I hope Miami can become the favorite. But, you know, a, a player who could maybe – uh, maybe pull Peyton Kirkland towards Miami. They visited together. And this one, folks, oh, another July 3rd announcement. Like all the Orlando guys are announcing July 23rd. Four-star linebacker Malik Bryant from Jones High School in Orlando visited with Peyton Kirkland last weekend. I've heard with Malik Bryant who would be, oh, this would be an 
excellent get if Miami can bring this guy in. I've heard Charlie Strong is really putting in the work for this one. He's recruiting him hard. Miami is believed to have gained some ground per uh, rivals, per Kane Sport. Miami is believed to have gained some ground for him. He's an, another guy who visited last weekend and had a really good visit, and they think Miami is trending up for Malik Bryant. Uh, this would be a huge get. Alabama is all, is also recruiting him really hard. Like I think Alabama and Miami are the two schools putting in the most work for him right now. And I'll, I'll mention there are other names we could talk about because there's a lot of guys committing in like the next six, seven weeks that are on Miami's radar. But I think the last one that I'll bring up for now, four-star safety, again, visited last weekend. Everybody was on campus last weekend. Jaden Bonsu from New Jersey. He announces on August 20th. So we have a little ways to go for this one. Um, I think Miami's trending reasonably well for him. You know, a lot can happen even like during a dead period. You know, when it comes to players making up minds, a lot can happen between now and August 20th. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Bonsu. And listen, if there are any, any other recruits you want us to talk about that have announcements scheduled, over the next couple of days, make sure you shoot them to us on Twitter at Locked on Canes. And you can also leave us uh, a comment on the YouTube channel as well if you want to comment that way. Folks, I want to do some Q&A when we come back. So got some good questions for this one, including, and this is something, be thinking about this for the next few seconds. The quarterback room that Miami's going to have this coming season and then the season after that, are these the deepest quarterback rooms Miami has had since? How far do you have to go back for the last time Miami had quarterback rooms as deep as we're expecting to have here coming up? Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Uh, so we'll stick on the recruiting tip here for a second. want to answer a question from MD on Twitter tweeted us at locked on canes curious to hear your thoughts i think where we finish in the recruiting rankings directly correlates to wins if we win eight games that could net us a top 15 class nine wins we could finish top 10 10 wins we finish with a top five class mario is a monster and if we win this class will be special um i don't you're probably about right with that i don't have a whole lot to add to that, I think certainly if, if Miami does win 10 or more games, you can basically bank on a top five class with the way that they're trending. But I wanted to read that question because what MD said there, it's a really important reminder, guys, that verbal commits are great. And the momentum you get from certain talented players inspiring other talented players to verbally commit, it's fantastic. But... I don't want to undersell the value of actually having a really strong season. Cause let's remember none of these players can actually sign their national letter of intent until December. You got a window to do that in December and a window to do it in February. So yeah, listen, I hope it doesn't happen. It's possible between now and December. If Miami has a shockingly bad season, you could have decommits. You could have players kind of losing faith in the direction that they're going in. And then the opposite of that, I think, is even more true. I think if Miami has like a surprisingly good 10, 11 win season, you're going to have even more players to say, hey, not only was I, I feeling you know, pretty confident at Miami's long term future, they look like they're already ready to compete for national titles. So it's something, you know, so 
so often we're so close to commitments and announcements in the summer, we forget how important the actual season is. So I'm glad MD grounded us a little bit here because, yeah, um, the story of how good the 2023 class is going to be, it's not really fully written until December, right? We're, we're going to see how things play out because if Miami is like, you know, barely bowl eligible, um, it's going to hurt recruiting. There's no question about it. If Miami is 10 or 11 wins, it's going to add an extra boost to recruiting. So I, I think that was that was a pretty good way that he phrased that there. I like this one. This one makes you kind of step back in time a little bit. Miami Media Associates asks us, how does our quarterback room compare to Miami's teams of the past? Forgetting the supporting team, just talking strictly about the quarterbacks, he says. I think we need to go back to the 80s for such a deep room. Would love to hear your thoughts. Well, early 90s at the very least, okay? So you're talking about, okay, so this coming season, that's before the 2023 guys even arrived. This coming season, you've got TV Dimes as your starter. Jake Garcia, who was even more highly recruited than Tyler Van Dyke as your backup. Jakari Brown as your third stringer, true freshman, who I really, really like. So, like, you've got a really good room right now. Then you project to the year after that, even if TVD's gone to the NFL, you're looking at a quarterback room of Jake Garcia, who I think will be the starter the year after TVD leaves. And I think he's going to do a great job because Jake Garcia is awesome. Jakari, and this is assuming all these guys stay, by the way. So I'm I'm making an assumption here. But Jake Garcia, Jakari Brown, Emery Williams, Jaden Rashada, that's going to be a heck of a quarterback room. So, yeah, honestly, the next couple of years, this has got to be on paper the best quarterback rooms Miami's had. You probably have to go back to Gino Toretta and Craig Erickson in that room together in like 1990. It's probably where you got to go back. Like before that, like Miami has had some great overlaps when it comes to great quarterbacks. I think Vinny and Steve Walsh were in the same quarterback room. Jim Kelly and Bernie Kozar had a year together in the same quarterback room. You know, Miami's had some some good quarterbacks since then, but yeah, Ken Dorsey never had like a great backup. Um, Brock Berlin was pretty good at Miami, never had a great backup. Well, he did have, it's funny, his, Brock Berlin's first year, his backup was Derek Crudup, who got a chance to play, didn't play well. Spoiler alert. Um, then the second year of Brock Berlin, uh, Kyle Wright was, I think, the backup. And, you know, that was a number one recruit in the country, a five-star guy, but Kyle Wright never panned out. So you can't say that that was a great quarterback room. Um, you know, Robert Marvin, Ja'Cory Harris together, anyone? Mm -hmm. Kyle Wright and uh, Coke and uh, what was his name? Free Freeman. What was his first name? Co I can't remember now. Somebody's got to help me with that on the chat. Kirby Freeman. Kirby. Fre <laughs> you remember that year, 2007, where they were both struggling and like Randy Shannon kept kind of swapping between Kyle Wright Kirby Freeman and like they were like competing to see who could play worse like that that was that was rough Kirby Freeman especially I mean Kyle, Kyle Wright I think Kyle Wright could have been good if he just had more stability with coaches and coordinators um you know certainly didn't live up to his number one recruit in the country status but yeah Kirby Freeman that that was rough man uh last question oh this is not really a question it's more of a comment Rocky Top Kane says I'm gonna make this short and to the point those throwing shade at NIL do so from a position of envy, he says. It's that simple. I guarantee you any of them get offered a lot of money to do what it is they do. None of them would utter a sound. I mean, he's not wrong. I see no lies there. You know, I, I think 
Envy, envy is definitely one of the reasons people get mad about NAL. Like people who are fans of schools that just aren't doing it or doing it well, they get, they feel FOMO, you know, for obviously schools like Miami, USC, Texas, Texas A&M are, are playing the NIL game really, really well. You know, they're collectives and, and, and business people and all that. And then the people who are not part of that definitely feel some jealousy and FOMO. But then there's also... There's also just a feeling of how much things have changed in the matter of a couple of years, right? Because NIL, it's already revolutionizing the way teams recruit. And it's not a perfect system. I mean, I, I think I think if if they can find a way and they is that the NCAA, is that lawmakers? I don't know, but if 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 they can find a way to more closely regulate, you know, players not receiving nil offers until they've already arrived on campus somewhere if they can find a way to enforce that i don't know if they can but if they could find a way to enforce that that would probably make the system just function a little bit better and you wouldn't be seeing so much stupid money being thrown around but again i'll reiterate what i said earlier it's my understanding that the rumors about an 11 million dollar offer or a nine and a half million dollar offer that those numbers were way off the mark that that's nowhere close to whatever um Jaden Rashada was actually offered to play anywhere okay so those numbers are I've been told that they were fantasy fake news okay all right huge shout out to everybody who listened and watched us today want to remind you guys that you can get more on the ACC by making Locked On ACC your second listen every day. Host Candace Cooper and local experts of Locked On, they do a great job. They take you across the ACC in 30 minutes or less. Make Locked On ACC your second listen. Locked On ACC. All right, so tonight's it's Ray Ray Day, and let's hope tomorrow's episode can be a celebration of Ray Ray Joseph committing to the U. We will talk to you guys tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.